folks, it is the Knickknack Jack Podcast. This will be Season 7, Episode 19, and I'm calling this one's Airplanes and Guns. Um, I'll explain more in a little bit. Uh, the airplanes probably should be fairly obvious. Guns a little bit less obvious. Uh, gotta kinda play it cool here, but I'm gonna do what I can, because I do have something to say, and I do want to say it, so uh, we'll carry on here in just a moment. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, airplanes first, because that's one is easiest, and that's all over the news at the moment. Um... The airplane in particular I am referencing is the Malaysia Airlines flight. Um, I believe it's flight 370, uh, but um, not entirely sure. But anyway, the basic details, uh, what we know as of the time of this recording, uh, which would be March the 11th at 1937 Pacific daylight time, in case anybody cares. Um, Basically, uh, this past Saturday, uh, Malaysia Airlines flight going from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing, uh, which, at my best guess, would be approximately an eight-hour flight. Um, That's just a guess, though. It could be a longer flight. Uh, But in any way, in any case, uh, this airplane was going from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing, and uh, disappeared off radar and uh, ceased to be in contact with air traffic control uh, somewhere between Malaysia and Vietnam. Uh, And this was on Saturday, and it is now um, Tuesday evening, and still no trace of the airplane as of yet. Um, And those are the facts. Those are the things we know. Um, that in and of itself is a story. Uh, we don't know what has happened to this airplane. Um, at this particular juncture, uh, it's been long enough. Uh, there's been, you know, no signs of the airplane, no reports of anything like that. Um, so being knowledgeable of aviation, um, on some level, uh, my best estimation as to what has happened uh, would be something uh, akin to uh, Air France 447 type scenario Um, and you know something has gone wrong with the airplane um, and it has crashed somewhere. That would be my best best guesstimation as to what has happened Um, and that's all I want to speculate about it, because um, my issue here is the way the media has been speculating about what could have possibly gone wrong, Um, particularly uh, an Atlanta-based organization, uh, might as well say the name, CNN has been going on uh, about the possibility of terrorism, uh, to forge passports, or stolen passports, rather, um, 
where they found the holders of the passports uh, safe and sound in Europe somewhere. And here the aircraft is missing in action. Uh, who got on the plane? You know, examining angles of the story uh, like that uh, is what is what a lot of the media activity has been, or a lot of the media activity that I've seen has been. Um, and my point here would be the situation is we don't know what happened. Uh, we know, you know, there was no Mayday calls. ATC lost it contact with the aircraft somewhere in between Malaysia and Vietnam. That is all we know. Um, You know, we can make an educated guess um, and, you know, presume, as is being done by rescuers at this point, search and rescue people at this point, uh, that something um, unfortunate has befallen the aircraft and, uh, you know, they're looking for it in the um, ocean, and, you know, I would be, you know, I, at, at this point, that would be my best guesstimation of what has happened here, um, but, you know, other than, you know, taking a few speculative leaps and saying, well, this aircraft has probably gone down somewhere, uh, here's the last place we knew where it was, let's go from there uh, and search for the aircraft and find evidence and figure out what happened. Um, you know, beyond saying that, you, I, I don't really fear, feel it's fair or justified to uh, continue speculating beyond that point because we just don't know. Um, and I, as an aviation enthusiast and as somebody who... Uh, watches a lot of aircraft documentaries, that sort of thing, air crash documentaries, and regular aircraft operation documentaries. Um, I want to say it's offensive, but that's maybe not quite the the right word, but I'm uh, severely unhappy with the fact that the first thing the media wants to do is go and speculate, and the first place they want to jump to is terrorism. Um, I get it. I get why they do that, um, because that seems to be the first thing they go to in any crash scenario. Um, even before 9-11, that seemed to be, oh, an airplane's gone down. You know, maybe it was a bomb. That seems to be the immediate first guess of what has happened by the media. Um, and frankly, I think that's a little unfair to the air travel industry. I think it's, as much as I hate to say it, unfair to security agencies and the people that watch out for this sort of thing. Um, Because I think if you look at the history of incidents and accidents in aviation, um, the amount that has been, the amount of accidents that have been linked to terrorism or foul play uh, is relatively small. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, um, Pan Am 111 uh, was definitely terrorism. Um, Egypt Air 990, that's questionable. We still don't really know what happened there. Um, 
but strongly suspect foul play based on everything I've read. Uh, TWA Flight 800, that's, you know, I've read the NTSB investigation. I've watched the documentary on that one. Um, that one's just weird. Um, because you've got, you know, you've got all the conspiracy theories going on around it. Um, and then you have the NTSB's theory, which is based on the premise that the aircraft was sitting on a hot tarmac for a long time and uh, fuel vapors somehow ignited in the center fuel tank. Um, and that, I mean, they, they have evidence. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen the videos, I've seen the documentaries, um, I've read bits and pieces of that particular report, I believe. Um, but still, you know, in that particular scenario, you know, I, I don't, I don't have as much faith in that NTSB conclusion as other ones I've seen, but, you know, my point here is, of all the air crashes there have been, um, and if you include general aviation in this, uh, there have been a ton of aircraft, uh, air crashes um, throughout the course of aviation history. Um, as to be expected, because there's a natural uh, risk that goes along with any mode of transportation. Uh, but of all the incidences there have been, um, you know, there's been maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 incidences that can be reasonably linked to foul f- play and or terrorism. Um and that's a lot, you know, that's a tragedy that's, you know, not something that you want to have happen again, that's not something that you want repeated, um, but looking at it from the perspective of, there's been an accident, what are the likely causes, number-wise, what are the likely causes, um, you know, I think it's really unfair to have terrorism be on the top of that list when, you know, if you look at the causes and, you know, the reasons that accidents have taken place, um, you know, probably the number one cause would be pilot error, uh, you know, contributing factor being weather. Um, That would be, you know, the most common conclusion that I've seen in, in NTSB reports. And, you know, I'm no expert. I'm just, you know, a flight simulator guy and, you know, an aviation enthusiast. But that's, majority of the times, that's what I've seen is, you know, there was foul weather and, you know, maybe a system went wrong and the pilots got flustered and they made an error. Um, classic case being... Air France 447, uh, Air, uh the list goes on and on of accidents that have been, you know, in this, uh, you know, channel, causal link of, of things going bad, and the sum of it ends up being bad weather plus pilot error. That's, you know, number one cause. Um, number two cause, I, I would think, based on what I've seen, is mechanical uh, faults, um, you look at, um, um, Alaska Airlines, that incident, 
incident off of Point Magoo. That was mechanical error. Um, and that one still bothers me. That and the Buffalo crash really, really, really bother me. Um, can't necessarily say why. They just two incidences that really, really bother me in the course of air crashes and, you know, what I've, what I've read about them, what I've been able to garner, uh, about that information. But, um, you know, I, to jump to the conclusion that it's terrorism, um, A, when you have no evidence, and B, when history suggests it's far more likely um, that human factors and weather would be a more likely concern, um, to me that's, you know, that, that paints an awful bad light on the aviation industry. Um, I, 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 I mean, they both do, to say that pilot, pilots mess up and, um, you know, the tools that we have available at our disposal in the aviation industry to predict weather are still not sufficient to be able to avoid bad weather. You know, that's, that's coloring it in a bad light too. But, you know, to immediately say to the public, well, we think this is terrorism. And, you know, having that coming, coming from a relatively respected uh, media outlet like CNN, um, I, I think that's just poor journalism. Um, you know, I, for what it's worth, that's my opinion. That's, that's something that really bothers me when you have an accident, uh, you know, you get talking heads on the media that start to speculate, and, you know, there, there's been no data collected. I mean, really, in this case, we don't even know what happened to the airplane. Uh, we have no idea where the airplane is. Um, and to even begin to speculate beyond saying, well, the airplane didn't show up at its destination, uh, it didn't show up on radar, you know, beyond saying it's, prob- it's probably crashed somewhere, beyond saying that, I, I, it's, it really bothers me that you would speculate beyond that. Um, and, you know, in putting forth this complaint, I realized that as a podcaster, I'm a member of the media, uh, no matter how small. Um, and, you know, I also recognize that I'm prone to speculation myself. But, um, on the other hand, I am not CNN. Um, you know, 40,000 downloads over seven years, it's a different audience market, and it's different. Um, so I'm, I'm upset about that. Um, and I really, really hope uh, that we're able to find the airplane, uh, that the families and friends involved are able to, um, you know, able to, to get some sort of positive resolution out of this. Um, you know, at this point, the, the likelihood of a positive outcome is not good, but, um, I hope they're able to make peace with what is, whatever has happened, um, because obviously any, any airplane tragedy is, is a major thing. Um, and I, I have personally been, uh, affected by airplane tragedies, so I can, uh, speak to some degree with, of experience with this, you know, having, 
uh, in my case, you know, an, an instructor I flew with a couple times uh, ended up dying in an air crash. So, you know, it's not, obviously it's not the same thing as losing a loved, loved one on an airline, but, you know, anytime somebody dies in aviation, um, I think whether you're passionate about aviation, whether you're a pilot, you know, no matter how you're involved in aviation, uh, you feel it. And of course, you know, if it's a loved one, then obviously that's on a whole different scale. But um, I hope they could get some peace with this. And, you know, moving beyond that, I really hope, uh, especially since uh, the aircraft involved, uh, 777-200, I don't believe it was an ER, but I'm not sure, Um, you know, that, that that aircraft has an impeccable safety record or at least it did before um this past year um asiana 214 being the first accident of a 777 that involved the fatality uh there was a fire on the ramp that resulted in a fatality but this was the first asiana 214 was the first accident that resulted in a death involving a triple seven in on active duty. Um, I know that's kind of pushing numbers and data, but that's, that's a big thing. Um, and to lose a 777, you know, somewhere in between Malaysia and Vietnam and having no evidence as to where it is, um, and no idea as to what the cause could be, um, uh, particularly for this airliner with this record, uh, that's a big thing. That's a big deal. Um, and both as an aviation enthusiast, a human, um, and somebody, as stupid as this sounds, that flies the, the 777 a lot on the simulator, I'm I'm very interested in this. Um, and I want to see a good investigation and a good get a good idea of what happened, why, and how can it be prevented in the future? Uh, now, the second topic, um, I've kind of run short on time here, so I'll be quick, which is probably the best thing for it. Um, guns. Um, I will not mince words here. Uh, I know the Second, second Amendment is there. Um, I know it's probably there for a reason. Um I don't know the framers of the Constitution, so I would be hard-pressed to say what the hell that reason is. Um, but the consequences consequences of that um, have had and continue to have uh, unfortunate ramifications uh, in American culture. Um, and I think one of the most unfortunate ramifications it has had, uh, particularly in modern culture, is, um, and I'm sure it happened in history as well, but um, people who shouldn't be able to access guns, getting access to them, um, and then potentially doing things um, that are very d- disastrous as a result of that. Um, if I were, it, I don't know, president, um, but I'd have to be more powerful than a president. If I were in power, I would do everything I 
could to uh, make guns as hard to get your hands on as possible because um, outside of hunting, and that's a stretch even, um, I see no practical reason for guns in our society. Um, and, you know, I, I, I put that in the face of police, I put that in the face of anybody in general. I don't see a reason to have a gun. Um, a taser, maybe. Uh, but I really don't see a reason to have a gun. Um, and the fact that it's possible um, for somebody to get access to one that really shouldn't have one um, really bothers me. Um, and I will just say this. Um, if you are a gun owner, I wish you weren't, but if you are, please, please, please try and be as safe and as responsible with it as you possibly can be. Um, and I would argue that that's an impossibility, but please, you know, storm in a safe place, a safe you know, a cemented barricade under the ground 30 feet below, ideally, but just be safe. Um, because any weapon, uh, I don't care if it's a gun, it's a knife, whatever it might be, uh, is dangerous, and it can hurt people, and people, yeah, bad things very bad things. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. But, um, let's see. Other things to cover real quick. Um, I am continuing to try and get jobs and try and, um, keep my spirits up. Um, it's been kind of hit or miss. Uh, it's been a real rough week. Uh, there's been some things going on. Um, I've had two people uh, that I care about affected by deaths, which isn't fun. Um, and there's that whole issue of how do you deal with that as friend, and I don't think anybody has the answer to with that. Um, and then there's been other, other things with the similar scenario of what can you do that's helpful. Um, and the practical answer being there's nothing you can do that's helpful. Um, so I don't know. Uh, CNN, shut the hell up, stop speculating, gun owners, keep your guns safe, and consider get, getting rid of their guns. Um, that's my message for the week. Uh, till next time, uh, thank you for so much for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can donate if you so choose. I could certainly uh, benefit from it. It would be appreciated. Uh, the podcast page, you can go to is uh, nicknackjack.lipson.com that's n-i-c-n-a-c-j-a-k dot lipson.com and uh, over there on the right hand side is a little button that says donate if you click that you can donate through PayPal and it would be greatly appreciated uh, till next time uh, if you have any comments feel free to email them to me the address is n-a-c-n-a-c-j-a-k at gmail.com. That's November Indio Charlie, November Alpha Charlie, Juliet Alpha Kilo at gmail.com. And uh, stay safe, stay sane, 
Happy row running. Happy landings. Bye.